The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, January 25th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Eric, our producer, is behind the controls this morning. Eric, do not make any wrong turns. You don't want to get stuck in traffic. I won't, I promise. You better be nice to him. He brought his chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are on an adventure. You're going to be hitting the road a little bit later. We've been off the air. We're lumberjacks today, and we dressed appropriately. Yeah. You almost look like twins. (laughs) (laughs) Like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) twins. That's about the size difference I think you got coming on. Well, be safe on the roads. You know, the reason why I talked about that, I ended up uh, putting in a couple extra hours yesterday trying to get today's show prepared and what happened was i ended up along with thousands of other people trying to get back across the river in a real bad traffic jam yesterday I am amazed. I've got the details. Do I believe you? behind that. Yeah. When you told me about this, I went looking and I think I figured out what was going wow. on. Wow. Yeah. I am amazed at the number of accidents that happen on the interstate bridge. Oh, it, it, that's kind of that's, that's disconcerting. where it started. Yeah. And they were able to get everything to the sides of the road on the on the north side of the river of the of the bridge. But it had done its damage mm. and it took what normally is in the morning for me about 22 to 25 minutes to get here in the morning. It took an hour and 50 minutes. <sighs> Almost two hours for me to get home yesterday. I was amazed. I don't know how they can. I think people, uh, I don't know, change lanes on the bridge. I don't know. I've seen that. Yes. Just get in your lane and stick with it. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of snarled today. But you guys. I think they're coming up like on on a northbound and then realizing, oh, 14 is like right here. There is a. Uh, the last on-ramp right there at, what is that, Delta Park? Right, uh-huh. That, you know, yeah. th- that gets on right at the start of the bridge if you're heading north. And you're right, immediately after the bridge, it's 14. you got to make a quick turn if you're getting over there. People these days if aren't... If only uh, they'd look into fixing that. They would, if there was a bridge <laughs> or something And there that still could, is, yes. Yeah, hopefully the, well, whatever so I, they have I, in the I plans. I don't believe that I'll be, be on the earth when that gets fixed, but I'm hopeful. So, Pat, when you are stuck in traffic, uh, I we've all been in traffic before. What do you try to do to pass the time to keep from getting that little, that kind of tension that builds? I think that we actually do a good job of that. I think having our programming on the radio, and I've heard this from other people, it almost makes you like, oh, well, I'm listening to Catholic radio, I ought to behave, you know, and, and not let everybody know they're number one. Uh, so that that kind of helps me. But I, I will tell you, Brenda, that's an area where, where I, I mean, I have to go to confession regularly for how I behave in traffic. It, it really... is not, not in a Catholic way. And so I, I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, the, you know, religious mm-hmm. type podcasts, positive, uplifting type podcasts. Uh, so uh, Chris Stefanik, uh, I listen to a lot. Uh, he's got a new series with a guy named Pat Lencioni who does like management 
Catholic management. And so okay. those guys have been listening to a lot. But nice. uh, yeah, I got a lot to work on with the traffic, uh, especially is, bad drivers. It is funny how that does really seem to affect a lot of people. And I know the good deacon, you know, he drives. It, that does bring up tension in him also uh, and its other drivers. Yeah, that sometimes gets prayer is an important part of it. I had prayed my rosary, but even yesterday I felt myself kind of getting fatigued and I called oh. Scott. And I said, I just tell me about just I need you to talk to me a little bit here because this is really kind of difficult. Mm. And so I did do a little looking up, though, this morning. Now, we kind of mentioned her yesterday. Our Lady of the Highways yes. is a patron saint yes. of the roads, St. Christopher also. But this one I love because I really feel like I want this saint to uh, pray for me because I want to get home the way he got to heaven and that's Elijah. He is also a patron saint of vehicles. Oh. So if you're unfamiliar with the story, right, Elijah, he had like a fiery chariot and fiery sure. horses. They yeah. just swung by and swooped him up and took him off to heaven. <laughs> I want that to Uber I, I pick thought you me were going to say, because we have the feast day today of St. Paul's conversion. I thought you were going to say, oh, I was on the road to Damascus. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Well, you can have a whole lot of conversion happen in your vehicle if you're sitting in your car for sure. And then, so we're going to get started with the show, but remind our listeners why you're heading down to Cottage Grove. So we we have a, a signal out down at uh, the transmitter at KMME. Actually, electricity was out for over 10 days down there and we finally got it restored and we've got a we couldn't remotely get it started so we've got to go in and it the property is on warehouser timberland so you, once you get to the gate it's another five miles to get to the transmitter okay and uh, we don't know what we're going to run into so that's why eric brought his chainsaw because we okay. have a feeling there's probably going to be some trees down. well keep elijah's uber number <laughs> nearby because you might need that to get to the uh, station down there so uh, good luck to you guys today what you got coming up well coming up today we'll we'll look into uh, what's going on on the road and at the grotto they're going to be reopening they had some issues with the weather as well and uh, exciting news are getting things back on track out there and we know that scripture talks to us about the 12 apostles so why is saint paul also called an apostle mm. i'm going to tell you about his story coming up later on so we got a great show ahead for you we're going to kick things off this morning now eric what you got coming up we got touch the sky by jackie bisson all right. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What fortune lies beyond the stars Those dazzling heights too fast to climb I got so hard to fall so far But I found heaven is love's my Oh, my. 
Between your faith and everyday life, Jackie Bisson and Touch the Sky. It's 711 on the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Eric. And just ahead, we'll check that weather forecast. Think we're going to see some improvement ahead, but we got to get through the rain first. And who are the saints who can walk us through 2024? Julian Durko talks with Brenda all about the saints that can guide you next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, harden what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. 
For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-source communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for all-source communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 714 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 46 and low of 44 today as unsettled and rainy conditions continue. But that chance of precipitation is going to fall from 90 to 60 tonight. South of Salem, looks like it's going to be dry. There might be a few thunderstorms on the coast, though. All right. Be ready for another wet day. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church up in Vancouver. And 42 at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. Here on the morning show, throughout these first few weeks of the year, we've been talking a little bit about choosing a saint for the year and walking with them. So that way you grow closer to the Lord and stronger in your faith. I can think of no better person to help identify a few saints for us that could make that journey with us. It is our good friend, Julian Durko. She is the host of Your Next Mission from God. And she's got a few saints whose feast days are coming up. And that might be the perfect model you need for 2024. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. So, Julie, you have picked out for us today four saints, and we're going to talk about each one of them. So let's get to it. Now, you gave me the list of these saints, and I had to write this one out very carefully and practice his name. A new saint in the Catholic Church, Saint Devasahayim. You this, said it very nicely. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I, now that I can say it, I'm going to say it all the time. Saint Devasahayim. Tell us about him. Well, this is a new saint. Uh, May of 2023, I believe he was canonized. Anyway, it's very recent. Mm-hmm. And he's from southern India. Devasahayam means Lazarus. Really? Yes. And so that was his Christian name once he became baptized. His last name is Pila. And it's P-I-L-L-A-I. And so a lot of people will say St. Pila instead of St. Devasahayam. But he is a great person to get to know. An Indian layman, he was raised Hindu in a very upper crust family in the early 1700s. He was, you know, they have a caste system. right? And he was in a high caste, two of them actually, a military caste 
and a landowner's caste. So he ends up when he's a young man going to to work for the king. He's and then he chooses a wife. She's from a high caste too. So his sure. his whole world is just going just doing great until yeah. until <laughs> until he has some questions about why things are happening in his life and and existence and he meets a Christian who begins to explain it to him. It leads to his conversion. Well, there's a Dutch military man who had lost a battle with the same king and was in his service. Okay. And because he was a military genius, the king had him training his own troops. So he's there, but he's Catholic. So he he tells Devis Ahayim, that's not his name quite yet, um, but he tells Devis Ahayim about Jesus Christ and then teaches him about Job from the Old Testament. And that's where mm. Devis Ahim, it really mm. resonates with him. So he wants to know more. And there's a Jesuit mi- missionary that lives like 30 kilometers away. So for nine months, he takes lessons and gets baptized and takes the baptismal name of Devis Ahim, that is Lazarus. And that gets him into all kinds of trouble because he's still working, he's doing a good job, but he has this newfound faith and he can't keep it to himself. And so he's telling people and he converts his wife. That takes some doing. And then when he's not at work, he's hanging out with the low caste, which he's not supposed to touch them. You you are considered contaminated and then he wants to go to work and he's not supposed to. So in the king's court, everybody's in an uproar. So they do trump up a lot of charges and they take it to the king and saying he is upsetting the status quo. We can't have this. So the king decides he needs to be executed but first humiliated. So he's paraded around to different cities and humiliated first. And then he's gonna be executed. And it's not real clear. There's not a lot of detail on him that I could find, but executions don't go well. And that happens a lot with the saint. But it's like the Lord is saying, yeah, I'm not gonna take the crown of martyrdom from them. I'm not. But in the meantime, I'm gonna show all of you that they're my special one. And Mm -hmm. often during those times, there's conversions of the perpetrators, actually, right. you know, which happens. So he's in fetters for an entire three years. He's not like in a cell because the people can get to him. So miracles are happening. All these people are flocking. He's getting to be a real thing. Now this is bad because he's this Christian guy in chains and all these people are flocking to him. They want to learn about Jesus and he's not keeping it to himself. And miracles with his jailers even too. You know, there was one jailer, his wife could not have children and she conceives and has a child because Dev is a high and prays for her. And there's a cathedral in Qatar where his remains are in the altar there. I just think that there's a lot of levels here with him. Pregnancies, women who want to get pregnant or have a hard time staying pregnant, uh, people who work in the pro-life movement, people who work with the underprivileged or those who aren't considered important anymore. Um, you know, people who are homebound sick or can't communicate or have some sort of a challenge in their life. That would be the saint for you. I think yeah. that's perfect. Well, perhaps that saint is speaking to you, Saint Devasahayam. Julianne Durko joining us today. She's introducing us to perhaps an unfamiliar saint that could walk with you this year, but also a saint that you might know. You also feel that coming up, his feast day is not too long away. St. John Bosco. Now, you've been on before talking about St. John Bosco, but more importantly, that dog Grigio. 
but we didn't get a chance to talk about his difficult upbringing and what makes him such a powerful saint for people in our day and age. Kind of let our listeners know about the background and the upbringing of St. John Bosco that makes him such a powerful saint for us today. John Bosco was, well, if you think about a dysfunctional family, his family was dysfunctional and poor and disadvantaged in many ways. Uh, his father dies when he's not quite two years old yet. And his mother had married a man who already had a son, and then she had two children, two more boys with him, and John being one of them. And this was in the early 1800s, and there was some really bad famines and things and some wars that the family had lived through. So everything was very uh, much poverty-saturated, and farming because of weather and things and famine kind of situation going on there it they just got hit hard from the napoleonic wars then all these famines and things were really really hard so to lose her husband then and they were farmers was really hard mm. um she kept her family together so she had john he was only two and his siblings and then as he grows the reliance on the older boy who was quite a bit older and margaret of course is working too and he's mad he doesn't like um stepbrother john because john would rather be reading he's kind of skirting his responsibilities and stuff and he just doesn't like him at all and and he begins to really pick on him and once in a while they get into a fight and john was little and slight and he was big and older and his mom was afraid for his son, yeah, for his her son well-being. John's safety. Mm-hmm. And there there weren't any options for her. And so she was seriously worried. So when he's nine or 10, he's very, very young and it's winter still, it's not spring. Um, she sends him out to get a job where you would actually live there because she knew it wasn't safe for him to live in the home. So he goes th- to all the farms, especially where they keep horses to help as a stable boy. Um, but he keeps very close contact with his mother just because they can't live under the same roof. Okay, yeah. That there is this, and she gets the funds from the farming to pay for his education so that he can go to school and... Wow. Yeah. What a sacrifice of a mother's heart to, you know, in order to save her son, mm-hmm. to send him away. Yes. Wow. And then later in life... Um, when he does become a priest, which is a challenge of itself, that could be a whole nother show, but she goes to help him and he is work. He needs help working with boys. He's the father. They need a mother. And it's the industrial revolution, which really is breaking up the family. And there's because of industrialization and, and the jobs, the cheap jobs and, and the lack of jobs even, and then a lack of place to house them and stay and lack of order and lack of families because they were in the rural areas sending their teenagers and younger um, children in for jobs. And so um, he creates these oratories, which cause a lot of fuss. That brings in Grigio because people didn't agree with him helping these boys. They felt that they were threatening, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't know of a, a saint who was more loved by the people he served than John Bosco. Speaking of a company, that's the saint that might accompany you this year. Julian Durko joining us today, talking about the lives of the saints. Julie, this is fascinating. And those are two amazing saints, but you have a couple more that you want to share with us, but I'm already up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break? We're going to continue in our next half hour. Oh, absolutely. 
724 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Brenda, we were talking yesterday. We had a wonderful programming meeting, and we have got a great idea. It's our Parish of the Week. I can't believe we have not started this yet yeah, until we're going to debut that next Tuesday with Sarah Kinsey, our, our digital disciple, will be in, and we'll have our very first Parish of the Week next week. It could be your parish, so be listening, but we want to get to your parish eventually, and we'll have details on how you can get involved with that but we'll be we're giving you a little preview we'll be debuting that next tuesday parish of the week coming soon for mater day radio support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-source communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. You are going to be excited. I know you already know this, but a new coach coming to your Chargers. Uh-huh. I yeah. was watching big the name, news big name. all day yesterday until it was official, so I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, we've got we got Always. details on who who that may be and why Brenda uh, can be optimistic about her Chargers coming up okay. in news. <laughs> All right, and Boeing announced that the Max Nine is getting ready to hit the skies again. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what uh, they've done in order to ensure their safety and what Alaska Airlines is feeling about it. That news coming up in three minutes. Here is Village Lights, the sweetest sound, and we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Go. Bo- All my burdens, born of suffering, all I carry, longing for a home. We are homeless in our secrets, no more wandering, I'm running to be known, I'm not alone.
Blessed Virgin Mary. That is the sweetest sound from Village Lights on this Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul. It's 730. In your news this morning, the 737 MAX 9 will return to skies Friday. This was shortly announced after Alaska's CEO called out Boeing for loose bolts found in their fleet. Alaska Airlines said that the first of their inspected planes will resume flying on Friday. Alaska Airlines CEO had blasted Boeing over loose bolts on Tuesday, and the Alaska Airlines CEO revealed that many of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft were found to have loose bolts as the Federal Aviation Administration continues inspecting the model. Boeing is currently the focus of two lawsuits related to the January 5th incident, both brought forth by passengers on the flight. The FAA said Wednesday that they have approved an inspection process that will let airlines resume flying their Boeing 730 MAX 9 jetliners. In other transportation-related news, the Oregon Department of Transportation blocked a southbound lane of I-205 for an emergency pothole repair near West Lynn around 99E and the Abernathy Bridge yesterday. ODOT crews temporarily repaired the pothole with a cold patch Monday night, and it conducted a longer fix yesterday afternoon that went well into the evening rush hour commute and caused problems all over Mm. the region. That's why you got stuck in traffic, I have a feeling, yesterday, Brenda. But what happened uh, on Monday, an estimated 40 cars were potentially damaged by this pothole, according to the Oregon Department of Transportation, and they asked those that experienced damage from the pothole to direct questions regarding possible reimbursement to the Risk Management Division at the Oregon Department of Administrative Services. Wow. So, yeah, <gasps> the Monday, this is what happened with that cold weather last week. These potholes popped that is up wild. 40 cars. That is just amazing. So hopefully they'll be able to get restitution from the city. We'll see. Good luck uh, with that. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, Difficulties on the road. Four people were injured in a crash involving a school bus and an SUV on Wednesday morning in East Vancouver. The school bus was en route to Cascade Middle School. Officials say there were a total of four minor injuries and that three of those who were injured were taken to local hospitals. Because initial uh, calls to the scene indicated the SUV was on fire, a bystander used in the fire extinguisher, five Vancouver Fire Department units responded to the scene. However, officials say the fire was out by the time crews responded. In a letter to parents, school principal Allison Harding said other buses arrived shortly after the incident and transported all students to school. Once at Cascade, students were greeted by school counselors and were evaluated for injuries by school nurses and members of the Vancouver Fire Department. The National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in Northeast Portland, is set to reopen for Holy Mass today at noon with the rosary starting at 1130. The Grotto Gift Shop is also set to reopen this morning at 9 o'clock. The grotto's ground sustained heavy damage in last week's snow and ice storms and recoveries expected to take a few months. The upper gardens and large portions of the lower level will remain closed for the foreseeable future. Crews are working to clear debris and remove leaning trees so they can open fully. 
For now, it's just too dangerous. The Grotto's executive director, Chris Blanchard, is set to join the Morning Blend next week. He'll have more information on how you can get involved in restoration of the Grotto as they celebrate their 100th anniversary, the centennial of the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. During his general audience on Wednesday, Pope Francis focused on the vice of avarice or greed, noting that the preoccupation with the accumulation of material goods reflects a greater compulsive hoarding, pathological accumulation. It is not a sin that regards only people with large assets, but rather a transversal vice, which often has nothing to do with the bank balance. It is a sickness of the heart, not the wallet, Pope Francis said. At the end of the general audience, the Holy Father reminded the faithful that this Saturday, January 27th, is the International Day of Commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust. Imploring that war itself is a denial of humanity, the Pope renewed his call to pray for peace amid the ongoing conflict in the Middle East and Ukraine. I like how the Holy Father is doing these Wednesday audiences on the virtues. Right. You know, it had this series going, and it's really fascinating to hear him explore these different virtues and the, and the vices that are well, counted. I love them. that, but greed has nothing to do with bank balance, but a uh, 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 sin of the heart. Absolutely. And in sports, well, I guess I've committed a few sins of the heart being a Cowboy fan and you as a Chargers fan. But good news coming, Brenda. The Los Angeles Chargers have hired Jim Harbaugh as the team's new head coach, they announced yesterday. The move comes after Harbaugh spent nine seasons coaching his alma mater, the University of Michigan, where he led the Wolverines to the College Football National Championship earlier this month. Harbaugh was suspended for the team's first three games, a self-imposed sanction by Michigan's athletics department amid allegations of recruiting violations and sign-stealing. The NCAA, which has opened an investigation into the matter, could potentially choose to add further penalties in that case, but they won't be able to get Harbaugh now. He's on his way to San Diego. No, he's on his way to Los Angeles. He should be in San Diego, and I will still continue to wear my San Diego Chargers shirt. I, I have zero... Los Angeles Charger wear. I, I have none. I will not spend my money, uh, but I will support my team. And you uh, won't support the owners, though, right? Those Spanos, that family. Uh, they please sell. You know, just just sell the sell the team. That's that would be my so next. So as book, upset but. as you are with them, <laughs> and as much as you you do not like them. Just imagine if the owner of your team were Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I think there's more to that story for sure. Well, whenever we think of the apostles, we typically think of the 12 apostles. The list includes the 12 men who followed Jesus during his life on earth. However, St. Paul is also called an apostle. Mm -hmm. Now, the English word apostle is derived from the Greek apostello, which means to send forth. An apostle is one who is sent by God to preach the gospel to the nations. Now, for many centuries, this was almost exclusively used to identify the 12 apostles who were sent into the world by Jesus. Now, St. Paul did not follow Jesus before his death and resurrection and was actually an active opponent of Christianity. Yet one day, everything changed when the risen Christ spoke to Paul. They were walking on the road to Damascus. In fact, in Acts of the Apostles, it reads, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, 
well, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what uh, you will be told what you are to do. Now, St. Paul would later recall this episode in his letters, claiming to have received the gospel directly from Jesus. So with all of this in mind, St. Paul was early on given the title of apostle because of the mission given to him by Jesus Christ. Oh, cool. The 13th apostle. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Saturday at Ascension Parish, it's the crab feed. All you can eat crab, a raffle, and fun for the whole family. Individual tickets and tables are available for purchase. Please go to the Ascension Parish Parish office to purchase those. For more information from them, email events at ascensionpdx.org. But for other events in the Catholic community, go to our website, moderndayradio.com. And I will tell you, Brenda, when it comes to crab, I I, I am a little greedy there. <laughs> <laughs> gluttony. That would be gluttony. Mm, yes, it is a, a one of my preferred methods of butter delivery right there. <laughs> no doubt. Well, we need some help from the saints. I know I do. And Julie Andurco is back with Brenda to tell us more about the saints that can take us through the new year of 2024. And we'll check that wet and rainy weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for priests by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. 
More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. 742 here at Matra Day Radio, high of 46 and low of 44 today. The rain is going to taper off tonight, and it's going to be partially cloudy, so hopefully you can see that big, shiny full moon tonight. Cold front's going to come in and make it more wet, though. It's only going to let up on Sunday. Ooh, a few more days of rainy weather ahead for sure. Currently 45 degrees at All Saints Catholic Church here in Portland. And 45 at Immaculate Conception Catholic Church in Staten. And I am back with our good friend, Julie Andurko. She is joining us today, telling us about the lives of the saints. Perhaps one of these you might choose to walk with through 2024. Julie, thanks so much for staying with us today. Oh, my pleasure. So in our first half hour, we talked about St. Devasahayim and also about the life of St. John Bosco. Perhaps yes. you've heard of one, not the other, but great, great information on these saints. We're moving on another saint. In fact, her feast day coming up February 8th. Many people know the name St. Josephine Bikita. What makes her such a great saint to walk with this year? I think because of her pure love. Some people have terrible things happen to them, and she had terrible things happen to her her entire life um, until she became a Canossian sister when she was a young woman. But um, it didn't embitter her as as horrible as it was. And so she had this love. And part of it were, is because of a, a almost an infusion of grace, if I would say really? that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So she was captured when we want to say somewhere between five and seven years old. She's not exactly sure. You know, we don't know exactly when she Mm, was born because she was captured and in the slave trades, bought and sold five times in her life till she was a young woman and freed in in Italy. As a child, before and after her capture, she knew God and she called him Param. I don't know in her language what if that means God. She wasn't taught him officially at all, but she said, who is this that made the stars? Who is this that made the mountains? And she was sure that whoever that was, that they loved her. Well, so in her journey, this is kind of how it went, bought and sold five times. She had uh, very, very bad mistreatments. She did see crucifixion. She Mm. did see it of other slaves. Wow. And, um... Somehow she ends up being the property of an Italian family that they have holdings in Africa and they bring her back to Italy and she's the nanny for their little girl, Mamina. And Mamina loves her like a mother because the mother is doing all this business and stuff like that, right? Mamina and Bakita are very, very close. That's the interesting part of the story because Mamina is the only person that Paquita ever loved and oh. up until this mm-hmm. point. And Mamina loved Paquita like a mother. So there was this love between them, you know, in this relationship because she was her nanny, the one who took care of her. So they come to Italy. And what happens in Italy is that the family decides they need to go back to Africa to do some big hotel thing. Mamina is too little. She's three or four and so there's this man, this Catholic man. These Catholic men, they just they just show up in history and they do something really important. He convinces this family that that own Bakita to leave Bakita and Mamina 
with the Kenosian sisters. They can live there. They can house them there. You know, they've got a room and everything, and Bakita can still take care of Mamina, and they'll just live there. Well, we go. Well, they, him, he, and his wife go back to um, Africa to do their, their, get their hotel ready, and then they're going to come get Bakita and Mamina and go back. In the meantime, Bakita learns about Jesus, and she, she, ah, oh, that's the prom. That's, that's it. Jesus. Yes, and and she sees the crucifix. And she's like, she could identify with him. Like, he loves me. Like, she'd seen the worst of the worst. Let me tell you, her life was horrific. Mm-hmm. And she'd seen it all. And here was a God who embraced humanity and shared it with her. He was a slave like her, but he was God, all powerful. And that even though she had to say goodbye to Mamina, the only person that she had loved, except now the Kenosian sister she was falling in love with. But you know what I mean, that one thing. Exactly. It would sure. have been a hard thing oh. when you didn't have love all your life to give that up. But she did. She and she did. stayed. And she be, then she is baptized. She becomes a Kenosian sister. And I also want to say that there is a movie. I think the title of it is Bakita. You can look yeah. it up on Amazon or whatever. I'm not sure if it's there. I, I do know it's a major mo- motion picture. You should be able to find it. I studied her life, and it's a pretty good representation. Okay. Yeah. So maybe as you journey through the year and you are thinking and praying to ask St. Josephine to walk with you this year, spend some time and learn more about her and track down the movie called Bakita. Julian Durko is an expert on the lives of the saints. We are f- so fortunate to have her joining us today, talking about some saints that you can walk with this year. All right, Julie, so rounding out our list this morning, I think as we move into the month of February, people think about Valentine. But as it turns out, Valentine's Day, February 14th, happens to also be Ash Wednesday. So how can we connect St. Valentine and celebrate love, but also recognize that he could also be a saint for Lent this year? Help us plug these together. Okay, well, we'll do this together, Brenda. It's great to make these connections, and that's why I really like to encourage uh, Catholics to talk because you'll make connections that you won't make without somebody else you okay. just you just won't and that's why we need the communion of saints because they help us piece things together when we have those aha moments we don't do them in a in in a vacuum you know we do them with someone maybe we can't even see them they're our saint friend or our guardian angel but but yeah that that is important so i was thinking about this that the feast day lands on the 14th well first let's talk a little, little bit about valentine yes he was a priest or a bishop in the early church he was martyred and he was imprisoned and so he was still encouraging his christian brothers and sisters who were not in the prison and they were wanting to encourage him so they were sending notes back and forth and that's where we get uh, the, the notes as a Valentine because he loved them. He was their priest or their bishop. We're not sure which, but he was giving them support and love until his martyrdom. And they were, of course, supporting him that he was going to receive the crown of martyrdom and the glory, you know, to, you know, he's going, going to heaven to see Jesus. So this support that we give one another. So when you think about Valentine, you want to think about friendship and marriage, love, 
Uh, Valentine is said to have performed marriages secretly when he wasn't supposed to in the prison. It's all about uh, loving and supporting. And so we can certainly on Ash Wednesday make beautiful Valentines, those love notes. Who writes anymore? Do you have a handwritten note from very many people these days? I mean, think about that. That is something special besides sending an email, you know, like a a note that somebody took the time to write or even a child who draws a heart for you or you glue some little glittery things on there or whatever. It's all about love. And I think that uh, St. Valentine sacrificing his life because he loved Jesus and he loved the church and he loved his people that is a, a testament that le- that is a great way to begin Lent. Julie, no doubt. And you think about that sacrificial love, mm-hmm. and that's what Christ gives us on the cross. We begin that Lenten journey. It is Ash Wednesday, and we know Ash Wednesday is a day of fast and abstinence. And you think about that's not a big sacrifice if you compare it to what St. Valentine offered the world and more importantly, the sacrifice that Christ offers us. So I think a perfect way to honor St. Valentine is to honor the day of Ash Wednesday through sacrifice, through self-giving love. And of course, we can abstain from meat and that extra meal through the day. I think that's what St. Valentine would want us to do. I think that's what he would want us to do, too. And then, you know, there's the there's the Tuesday before. If you really have to give your sweetheart some chocolates or whatever, you can have them Tuesday night or save them maybe for the Sunday in Lent if you must. I think it might be hard for parents, though, with children in a public school. I would hope that the Catholic schools won't be giving chocolates on Ash Wednesday, but who knows? You never know how things will be done. But yeah, there's there's got to be some creative ways to do it. But I remember during Lent when my youngest son was in kindergarten, he gave up sweets, but they would still have a snack and they would often, the snack wasn't always a sweet, so he didn't have to give it up. But if it was, he had a cracker pack in his backpack that he'd go get. Okay. You know, and I remember the teacher saying, we had somebody brought uh, drumsticks, you know, and And he went and he got his cracker pack and had his cracker pack. And he goes, she goes, I was eating the drumstick. And she said, it shamed me that I was eating. (laughs) It was just, it wasn't a Friday or anything. It was just Lent, you know. But, you know, we think that children are not capable. Like we want to say, well, they don't need to do this or they don't need to do that. But you know what? It's not necessary to have candy. It's not like you need candy to live. Like it's a healthy thing. You know, like they're not, we're not giving, we're not asking them to do something that would harm them but would build their character a little bit. And, you know, and when you look at saints, there's a lot of child saints and they love sure. Jesus very much. And our children can learn. They can. They and then can. They, yes. they can make these little sacrifices and it builds their character, you know? Right. And lead by example. Yes. And lead by example. We can That's give right. that up too. And if you do choose to postpone the uh, love celebration that, comes along with St. Valentine's Day and you save it for the weekend, well, you'll probably have a much easier time getting a reservation at your favorite restaurant. Julie, thanks so much for joining us today. You are an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to the lives of the saints. And it's been a great discussion today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us and have a blessed 2024. Oh, the same to you. Thank you, Brenda. 
754 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Always learn so much from Julie, and I know there was a lot more to that interview than what we are able to get on the air. That's right. She and I had a very long conversation about each one of those saints. Information I couldn't get in the interview due to time, but that entire discussion and podcast, if you want to listen to it, I'm going to put the entirety of it to, uh, on our podcast today. So take a listen if you want to learn more about each one of those saints, because she has a lot more to that, say. That Indian saint, Fascinating. Yeah, isn't that an incredible story? Yeah. And the the uh, miracle that led to his canonization, it's a miracle. I mean, it is fantastic <laughs> what happens to a mother, to her mother and her unborn child. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're ce- celebrating this feast day today, the conversion of St. Paul, but also another celebration here locally, Archbishop Alexander Sample celebrating his 18th anniversary as a bishop. Wow. Yeah, our, not, not are, our bishop. Not our bishop. Right. How, it's been what, nine, oh, ten years, something like that? A little over nine years. A little I over nine years. Right. We yeah. are so blessed that uh, he shares his ministry with us here in Portland. So, so. he was at Marquette, Michigan before us. So uh, he was the uh, uh, bishop there. And uh, 18 years ago, he, he was ordained a bishop. So that is congratulations and well, well done. And here's to 18 more. That's right. And we will continue to pray for our archbishop. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop, the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 757 at Matre Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead, well, in Alabama, they are going to be executing a prisoner in a very unique way, controversial, and we'll have more details on that just ahead. And if you're looking at your calendar and perhaps thinking about making plans for a spring break or summer trip, you may want to stay out of the South and Midwest. It's mm-hmm. a loud and uh, icky situation going on here later on. I'll explain to you. That's where I was heading. <laughs> what is coming up oh, no. out of the ground. Ooh. It's a unique situation. So that you'll get that uh, story right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. The patroness of lovers, today's saint, is quoted as saying, nothing wins hearts like cheerfulness. Saint Dwynwen was said to have been the most beautiful of the 24 daughters born to Brycon, the King of Wales. Growing up in the fifth century, she was known for her piety, virtue, as well as her unmatched beauty. 
When she reached marrying age, a young man named Malin fell in love with her and asked for her hand in marriage. Gwenwyn's heart fell for him as well, but their marriage could not be. At this point, legends arise. In one, Gwenwyn's father opposed the marriage because he already betrothed her to another, while the other states that although she truly loved Malin, she had already discerned to become a nun. In either case, she was obligated to reject his offer of marriage. But this was easier said than done, and Dwynwen found that she struggled deeply with this decision. So she prayed that God would take away her love for Malin. That night, she had a dream that an angel brought her a sweet potion to drink, which would take away her affection, but at the same time, turn the poor man to ice. Realizing that Malin, like her, could not help being in love, she prayed that he too would be released and restored to life, and that all lovers would find happiness. God honored her prayers. She and Malin were released from their obsession with each other, and in Thanksgiving, she chose to remain unmarried, officially made a vow of chastity, and became a nun. She then retreated to the island Lanawin on the western coast of Anglesey, which is only accessible during low tide. She remained there as a hermit for the rest of her days. It's said that she studied the art of herbal remedies and was sought by many throughout Wales for her ability to cure many ailments. She built a church on the island, which came to be known as the Church of Gwenwyn. She also dug a well that later became a place of pilgrimage for lovers who would make wishes and ask for her intercession. It even became legend that the sacred fish within the well could tell lovers their destinies. A bit superstitious perhaps, but Dwynwen's sincere desire for lovers to find happiness built up a legend of love around her virtuous heart. Dwynwen has become a significant saint to the Welsh people who celebrate her feast day in the same way we do St. Valentine's Day. People even give their loved ones cards bearing her image. Dwynwen might be the patron saint of lovers, but her story is also for the many who discern religious life over a vocation of marriage. I think many of us assume that someone who chose the habit only does so because they don't have any marital options. But if that were the case, it would not be a true vocation because there would be no sacrifice. Those who choose religious life have sacrificed all potential lovers for the kingdom. In the same way, those who choose marriage life over choosing to sacrifice themselves for love of each other. Both vocations are beautiful and holy, but in the end, we're all called to be lovers of God. May we like Dwynwen desire true love above all else. Let us choose to be lovers of God first and foremost and cast all our desires before him so that he can guide us on the path most suited for our own personal holiness. St. Dwynwen, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saint, and you can pray with Mater Day Radio, you can download today the free Hail Mary media app. All the details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. Alabama will attempt to put an inmate to death with nitrogen gas today, a never-before-used execution method that the state claims will be humane, but critics call cruel and experimental. Kenneth Eugene Smith, a 58-year-old convicted killer whose 2022 lethal injection was called off at the last minute because authorities couldn't connect the IV line, is scheduled to be executed at a South Alabama prison tonight. Alabama plans to put an industrial-type respirator mask over Smith's face and replace his breathing air with pure nitrogen gas, causing him to die from a lack of oxygen. The execution will be the first attempt to use a new execution method since the 1982 introduction of lethal injection, now the most common execution method across the United States. 
And the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday announced that it will review the case of an Oklahoma man on death row who may have been wrongly convicted, a decision that the Oklahoma City Archbishop says could help further respect for the dignity of life for all people. Since the initial conviction of Richard Glossop in 1998, two independent investigations have uncovered serious problems with his trial, including allegations of police misconduct and what were reported incorrect instructions given to the jury in the case. Archbishop Coakley of Oklahoma City, who often speaks out against the death penalty, said in a statement to Catholic News Agency that the Supreme Court's agreement to review Glossop's case, quote, offers hope in furthering the cause toward one day abolishing the death penalty. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, reflecting an updated promulgated by Pope Francis in 2018, describes the death penalty as inadmissible and an attack on the inviolability of the dignity of the person. The change reflects a development in Catholic doctrine in recent years. The Vatican Court of Appeals sentenced an Italian priest to jail on January 23rd for the crime of corruption of minors related to the sexual abuse of a fellow student at a school for papal altar boys. The case is being called historic and this is the first ruling that's been handed down for sexual violence perpetrated by a Vatican on its sovereign territory. Father Gabriel Martinelli was accused of forcing the former altar server to have sexual relations between the years of 2007 and 2012 while they were both students at the St. Pius X pre-seminary. Martinelli was sentenced to two and a half years in prison in order to cover the legal proceedings cost, according to Vatican News. And the 737 MAX 9 will return to skies Friday shortly after Alaska Airlines CEO called out Boeing for loose a bolt found in their fleet. Alaska Airlines said that the first of their inspected planes will resume flying on Friday. Now, the CEO had blasted Boeing over the loose bolts on Tuesday as the CEO revealed that many of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft were found to have loose bolts as the Federal Aviation Administration continues inspecting the model. Boeing is currently the focus of two lawsuits related to the January 5th incident, both brought forward by passengers on the flight. And the FAA said Wednesday that they have approved an inspection process that will let airlines resume flying their Boeing 737 jetliners. In sports, uh, busy on the court and off for the Portland Trailblazers. Forward Jeremy Grant hit a three-point shot off the glass to send last night's game at the Houston Rockets into overtime. And then with seconds remaining, DeAndre Anton put back up a Malcolm Baldwin miss and put the game away for the Blazers, winning an overtime 137-131 to over the Rockets. Their first victory on this four-game road trip, which ends Friday in San Antonio, Meanwhile, the Blazers are filing a very rare protest with the league office to challenge the result of their 111-109 loss to Oklahoma City on Tuesday night. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver now has five days to issue a ruling on the process. Protests have only been upheld six times in the history of the NBA, and the most recent time, 2007. That wasn't very recent. 16 years ago mm-hmm. that a protest has been upheld. I would say that they're they're 
fighting fighting a lost cause. But what? we'll see. If you see the end of that game, clearly the, the, the timeout was called. And then for Coach Billups to get hit with the double technical, it's a, it's kind of incomprehensible that happens. So I think they've got a case, but, the, the you know, 16 years since they've ruled in favor of that, the odds aren't good. They're looking to win anything they can. Yeah. Aren't they, well, the they Blazers? won last night, so that's okay. a step in the right direction. Win. And they should have won the night before. I mean, we could be looking at, at winning four out of the last five games. But, okay. Yeah. If you are looking at your calendar and beginning to plan a few trips, maybe a spring getaway, you might want to avoid a few states, mainly Iowa, all the way to Virginia. The appearance of this. Cicadas in mass is one of the most amazing natural phenomenon in the insect world. But this spring, the synchronized emergence of brood 13 and 19 will fill the air from Iowa to Virginia with over one trillion bugs. Whoa. This is a lot of cicadas. <laughs> and in fact, this is an event that hasn't been seen in the U.S. since the days of Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Entomologists estimate that the two broods together will number more than one trillion bugs, enough to go to the moon and back head to tail 33 times. <laughs> That's a lot of cicadas. <laughs> now, the two broods will overlap in Iowa and Illinois. And then they will also see a 17-year cicada extend into Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, all the way to Virginia. Now, the next time these two broods will emerge together, you're going to have to wait a while. The year 2245. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's how long it will be. Now, they will be emerging this spring and shuffle off their mortal coils in July, during which time they will not sting, bite, and venom or pass diseases onto any humans. And their emergence will aerate the soil of woodlands and their bodies will provide uh, a, a smorgasbord, they I'm say. I'm sure that's to what wildlife. they told Pharaoh, too. Uh, <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. Now, <laughs> Smithsonian Magazine said a little interesting tidbit that with that many cicadas emerging, the decibel level of that noise that we were listening to will match that of a motorcycle or <gasps> chainsaw next to your home. That's going to be fun to sleep with. I was going to say, close up your windows because you won't be able to sleep. That is so loud. So this is amazing because April 8th, they are going to get hit like we did with a total solar eclipse that's going to come across right, that same area right there. And so many people are planning vacations to go see the, they chase the eclipse and they'll be there in that area and they're going to, going to have a lot of guests. So coming from the West Coast, I've never seen a cicada. Oh, okay. You've they're seen they're the noisy. They can get very, very loud. They're yeah. creepy looking too. They kind of are. And then they leave the little carcass behind too, which is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so, there's nothing fun about them at no, all. They'll be out and, doing and what when, cicadas do. When you read about the plagues, you know, in the Old Testament, that I just flashed right back to that because yeah, I saw gonna them get as a, a kid. Bit of, they're going to get a little bit of darkness. They're going to get a whole lot of bugs. <laughs> it's a biblical event this, this summer. Something's going on in the heartland. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, more close to home in Vancouver, open house at Our Lady of Lords School this Sunday. Families are invited to the school's annual open house to visit with teachers, see the classrooms, and meet other families. Please pre-register for the event on the Our Lady of Lords School website. But for other Catholic events, go to our website, madredayradio.com.
Well, coming up ahead, we have got our good friend Miriam Marston, who's always blazing a trail. She'll be in after we check that weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MaterDayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 here at Monterey Radio, high of 46 and low of 44 today. It's going to get less rainy throughout the day and dry down Salem and south, but more rain is going to come in starting tomorrow and going all the way up until Sunday. Currently, it is 45 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And it's 44 as we head up the mountain in Sandy at St. Michael's Catholic Church.
So much of the month of January is set up to look at your calendar and plan ahead and kind of figure out what we're going to do. And many parishes, their staff begin that process of planning ahead. Well, Marion Marston, our good friend uh, and host of Blazing the Trail, she spent some time over the Christmas holiday to refresh, recruit, and... Now she's ready to take on a new year. Miriam is joining us today to tell us a little bit about what she's been doing, what they've got coming up there at uh, St. Anthony's in Tiger. Good morning, Miriam. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, good morning, Brenda. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, morning. Eric. It's, It's great to be on with all of you. So we have missed you. You had taken a little extended vacation and then unfortunately didn't uh, come back feeling all that great. So we are so happy to, to be able to talk with you today. I'm going to let our listeners and tell us about uh, some of the exciting things you've been doing over the last month. Yeah, I had the great blessing of being able to to spend Christmas and New Year's in France. So it was our first uh, family Christmas over there because my my parents live over there, my brother's in Europe, and my sister and her family are on sabbatical in Europe. So we were all kind of gathering in France for uh, the beautiful uh, celebrations of Christmas. It was really special. And, you know, um, a, a beautiful reminder, too, just to see signs of hope in other parts of of the church, you know, in other parts of the world. You know, the Christmas Eve Mass we went to, this wasn't even at the main cathedral or anything, but it was packed 1,600 people. Whoa, I mean, wow. we got the last few seats in the church, and, you know, it's always great to see the gray hairs in the church. I'm not, we need all ages, but it was also amazing to see so many young families and to really uh, hear the the crying, the laughter, all of it. Um, just a, a real sign of hope uh, in our church. So, yeah, it was really encouraging to see the the church just uh, just full of life and to to hear songs that I knew so well, you know, Silent Night, Joy to the World, all of that. But to hear them in French, it kind of points to the uh, again the universality of our beautiful Catholic Church. So um, yeah, and something else I appreciated too. I got to be honest. Um, you know, here I have found generally in the states they take down the Christmas decorations pretty quickly, like you know around the city and 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 the like, and in neighborhoods. But actually, over there, um, the the decorations, everything kind of stays up well after Christmas. Um, and I got to say, I, I kind of I kind of liked that. I, I liked that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, Miriam, there in France, did you notice like a a, a Christmas tradition that seemed to be kind of all over the place? that you really enjoyed, something that we would not typically see here in the States? Well, one lovely tradition, uh, really, in in many parts in Europe are the Christmas markets. Mm. So pretty much every day we'd go down and visit a Christmas market. (laughs) And so um, that was a a lovely tradition, again, that we see in a lot of places. So there were multiple markets even set up uh, in this one city of Nantes, where my mother is from. Um, So we just partake of uh, just... uh, there's lots of vendors around, there's just crowds, there's hot cocoa, um, and um, just things to see. And it's usually right next to a church, and so we took advantage of just a moment where it was pouring rain one day, and we left the market and spent some time walking around the church, and it was really lovely. So, yeah, now that you mentioned rain, is the temperatures fairly moderate that time of year, or can they experience Mm. snow there in France? Yeah, it's actually the where we spent uh, Christmas. It's actually a very similar climate to Oregon. 
So kind of uh, cold and rainy. <laughs> Miriam Marston is host of Blazing the Trail, joining us this morning, just giving us a little recap of her adventures and what she has looking forward to in this new year. Now, before we talk about what's going on there at St. Anthony's, you were there through the new years. Do they, uh, like everyone around the world, do they celebrate New Year's with a you know, gathering of friends, staying up till midnight? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That tradition, I think, is ubiquitous. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely that. And then um, and the nice thing is after New Year's, there's more the celebration of Epiphany. And so we'll mm-hmm. see kind of the, the tradition of the, the King's Cake, uh, the Three King's Cake. And um, so, again, even after New Year's, there's the tradition of Epiphany and the special treats and decorations that come with that. Now, do they put the baby in the King Cake? Yeah. So there's okay. just a little, yeah, it, it was actually just a round um, uh, it wasn't a baby. It was like just a, a round object in our cake. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun. And so we, my little niece, Felicity, uh, found it in her piece. And so, um, she was the queen that evening. <laughs> uh, like now she's got to buy next year's cake though, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be four years old. So we'll see how that goes. She better be saving her pennies. Wow. What a great tradition. And, uh, it's yeah. wonderful to be able to, that you were able to celebrate those traditions in the Christmas season there with your family. Everyone needs a bit of vacation to get away and to just refresh your soul. And then we're ready to dive back into our ministry and work. So as you are now back at St. Anthony's, ready to take on a new year, what kind of cel- what things are coming up? The sacrament season is coming up. What are you all getting ready for in the next few months? Yeah, Brenda, well, as you know, Lent is around the corner. <laughs> and so, and with, uh, you know, I was stuck, like many other people, I was stuck at home for 10 days. I got sick and then the ice storm. And so uh, Lent feels like it's it kind of accelerated <laughs> the, the closeness of, of the start of the Lenten season. Um, but yeah, this is where it gets particularly exciting, right? So we're entering that home stretch of sacramental preparation. I'm working with, again, a We've got a large group, God willing. Uh, we've got 57 people who will be baptized at Easter. Wow. And then, um, so we're working on that. We've got another 110 for, for, first, communi- for first communion and then a whole Fantastic. other group for, for confirmation. And so, yeah, we kind of ramp up the, the, uh, the spiritual and prayerful preparation, but I'm not going to lie. Part of ministry is also the administrative part of that. So there's, you know, some paperwork to, to, to come together. Um, but we don't want to lose sight again of that, that prayerful and spiritual preparation. So, uh, there will be those milestones, especially in the Lenten season, particularly for those getting baptized where they go through the scrutinies on those three Sundays and really asking for the grace and the protection of the Holy Spirit as they get closer and closer to uh, the beautiful celebration of the Easter Vigil. Well, if anyone doubts that the Church is not alive, boy, just (laughs) listening to what is going on there at St. Anthony's, you are not only alive, you are thriving and growing. 57. Uh, Yeah, how do you, I guess, how do you evangelize in in a way that 57 people who have never been baptized before, these aren't like Mm -hmm. people who were in another faith coming to the Catholic Church, but these are people never baptized. I don't know what it what is it that you are doing there you feel like that is drawing people in that numbers. Yeah, and it's a great question and obviously that's a it's a it's it could be a whole other conversation, you know, but I would say in a in a nutshell um you know there's it's happening in different ways. I think first of all we're still seeing the impact of the last few years with with COVID and um just the time that people spent through that and just you know people went through a lot and I think we're still sort of feeling that 
because um, it still comes up in conversation that people just were, were asking questions, might have experienced loss or suffering uh, during those years. And I think that prompted people along in their spiritual journeys. Um, just folks who are, are just talking to each other, you know, word of mouth, um, because I cannot personally go out to every door and home in Tigard and knock on every door. And so we really rely on those who are part of this community to go and talk to their family and friends. And so that's happening. We have a, a whole group here of missionary catechists who specifically reach out to those um, uh, who are particularly Spanish-speaking in our community and really go into their homes and into their apartments to bring the joy and the truth of the gospel to them. So that's a big part of the group are, is finally this group coming into the church after several years of that evangelizing work. So really there's a, a lot of variables and, and dynamics at play that we never want to underestimate the, the power of just conversation between family and friends. That's, that's really where it's happening. Wow, no doubt. And what you're just talking about there, Miriam, just reminds us, and we're all shaking our heads in here, we all have a role to play, not yes. just the staff at our parishes. We all have a role to play. So it's wonderful to hear how that is working out there for all of you there at St. Anthony's and Tiger. And Miriam, always a great morning when we get to talk. As we get closer and moving into the Lenten season, we'd love to have you back on the show and get us ready for the Lenten journey. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, all. God bless you. God bless you, too. 822 at Matra Day Radio. Yep, Lent starts Valentine's Day, February 14th, so it's just around the corner. And also, so is tax season. What? Yeah, yeah, tax season's Aww. coming, and we got a great way for you to take advantage of that. It's Matra Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. You can clear up some space around your house, help us, and get a likely tax deduction. We all could use that. More details are online. It's a simple process, and you can find out all about it at matradayradio.com. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at four and Sunday afternoon at two for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. 
Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead, well, the grotto is set to reopen after a very challenging week because of the snow and the ice and a lot of downed trees. But we see light at the end of the tunnel, and we'll tell you all about their opening ceremonies coming up today. And today's saint was not one of the 12 that was called by Jesus Christ. In fact, he didn't even meet him until after the resurrection. So why is St. Paul called? An apostle. Mm. I'll tell you why. Coming up in news. Here is Sarah Kroger, though. I will pour out my heart. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. My soul will sing with hope in the Lord. There is nothing that could take away my soul. He is my salvation.
Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday ha- life. That is uh, Sarah Hart, and I will pour out my heart. 8.30 at Matra Day Radio. During his general audience on Wednesday, Pope Francis focused on the vice of avarice or greed, noting that the preoccupation with the accumulation of material goods reflects a greater compulsive hoarding pathological accumulation. It is not a sin that regards only people with large assets, but rather a transversal vice, which often has nothing to do with the bank account. It is a sickness of the heart, not the wallet, the Pope said. And at the end of the general audience, the Holy Father reminded the faithful that Saturday is the International Day and commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust, imploring that war itself is a denial of humanity. The Pope renewed his call to pray for peace amid the ongoing conflicts in the Middle East and Ukraine. Six nuns of the Congregation of St. Anne, who were taken hostage by armed men on the 19th of January in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, have been released along with two abducted laypeople, according to Haitian Archbishop Max Leroy Masseter of Port-au-Prince. The six sisters of the Congregation of St. Anne, who were kidnapped on the 19th of January in Port-au-Prince, have been released, and the two laypeople, reportedly their bus driver and a niece of one of the nuns, was also released unharmed, unidentified. Men had stopped the bus on which they were traveling, demanding a ransom of $3.5 million, according to local media reports. The president of Haiti's Bishops' Conference, Archbishop Max Leroy Masseter, confirmed the release to Vatican media. Archbishop Masseter expressed his joy at the news and thanked all those who had paid attention and offered support and prayer in the situation. We give thanks to God. Thank you for your support, he said. Wow. Amen. Well, four people were injured in a crash involving a school bus and an SUV Wednesday morning in East Vancouver. The school bus was en route to Cascade Middle School. Officials said there was a total of four minor injuries and that three of those who were injured were taken to local hospitals. Because initial calls to the scene indicated the SUV was on fire by a bystander who used a fire extinguisher, Five Vancouver Fire Department units responded to the scene. However, officials say the fire was out by the time fire crews responded. In a letter sent to parents, school principal Allison Harding said other buses arrived shortly after the accident and transported all students to our school. Once at Cascade, students were greeted by school counselors and were evaluated for injuries by school nurses and members of the Vancouver Fire Department. Not to make light of it, Brenda, but boy, that could have been so much worse. Well, and, no and the doubt. the pictures made it look a little bit worse than it was. It so. certainly did. The uh, principal also commended the fact actions of the school bus driver who quickly was able to get all of her students off of that bus into safety while uh, first responders attended to the scene. They're heroes. The National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in Northeast Portland, is set to reopen for Holy Mass today at noon and rosary starting at 1130. The Grotto gift shop is also going to reopen today at 9 o'clock. The Grotto's ground sustained heavy damage in last week's snow and ice storms, and recovery is expected to take a few months. The upper gardens and large portions of the lower level will remain closed for the foreseeable future. Crews are working to clear debris and remove leaning trees so they can fully open in the future. For now, it's just too dangerous. 
The Grotto's executive director, Chris Blanchard, is set to join the Morning Blend next weekend with more information on how you can help restore the Grotto to its peaceful sanctuary that is celebrating its 100th anniversary, the centennial going on right now at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother and so good to see them get open because uh, if you can see the pictures that they've had at the grotto.org on mm. their website, you can't even count the trees. Right. There's um, so there's many so down. Many, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, prayers that they'll be able to recover those upper gardens very soon. And the U.S. Supreme Court announced Monday that it will review the case of an Oklahoma man on death row who may have been wrongfully convicted. A decision the Oklahoma City Archbishop says could help further respect for the dignity of life for all people. Since the initial conviction of Richard Glossop in 1998, two independent investigations have uncovered serious problems with his trial, including allegations of police misconduct and what were reportedly incorrect instructions given to the jury in the case. Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City, who often speaks out against the death penalty, said in a statement to Catholic News Agency that the Supreme Court's agreement to review Glossop's case offers hope in furthering the cause toward one day abolishing the death penalty. In sports, Brenda, this is just for you. Mm -hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers have hired Jim Harbaugh as the team's new head coach, they announced yesterday. The move comes after Harbaugh spent nine seasons coaching at his alma mater, the University of Michigan, where he led the Wolverines to a college football national championship earlier this month. Harbaugh was suspended for the team's first three games, a self-imposed sanction by Michigan's athletics departments amid allegations of recruiting violations and sign-stealing. The NCAA, which has opened an investigation into the matter, could potentially choose to add further penalties in their case, but Harbaugh won't be around to receive those. All right. I was following all the different uh, Charger feeds and fan feeds yesterday, and throughout the day, they were predicting this, like, oh, he didn't go on to his next interview. He's still in San Diego, uh, still in Los Angeles. We think something might be coming. They're really close. And then by the evening time, they said the deal was done. All right. And, of course, his brother's the coach of the Ravens. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a fun championship game, an AFC at least, to have them against them? I actually attended, I might have even been the last time I ever went to a San Diego game. They were playing uh, uh, the the, um, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Oh, okay. They were playing the Ravens. That's my pick to win it all this year. Is it? Yeah, I think they're going to take it. Okay. All right. I'll be watching. Mark my word. Whenever we think of apostles, we typically think of the 12 apostles. And the list includes the 12 men who followed Jesus during his short life on earth. However, St. Paul is also called an apostle. The English word apostle is derived from the Greek apostello, and it means to send forth. An apostle is one who is sent by God to preach the gospel to the nations. For many centuries, this was almost exclusively used to identify the 12 apostles who were sent into the world by Jesus. St. Paul did not follow Jesus before his death and resurrection and was actually an active opponent of Christianity. Yet one day changed everything when the risen Christ spoke to St. Paul on the road to Damascus. In the Acts of the Apostles, it reads... Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. 
So St. Paul would later recall this episode in his letters, claiming to have received the gospel directly from Jesus. So with this in mind, St. Paul was early on given the title of apostle because of the mission given to him by Jesus Christ. Mm. And we were having this little discussion because in the first hour, I said he's the 13th apostle. But maybe in actuality, we'd consider him the 14th because... Matthias, you said. Correct. That's right. Matthias came in, uh, and I think he would technically be considered the 13th. The 13th. Yeah. That's right. So now you know something about the apostles (laughs) today. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, it's that men's retreat, and it starts tomorrow at Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver. All Catholic men 18 and older are invited to this excellent retreat with Eucharistic Adoration, Mass, and incredible talks by Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mark McKenzie, and Deacon Scott Aiken. So go and register on the Archdiocese of Seattle website. And for more Catholic events, go to our website, moderndayradio.com. And that's going to be a good one. But there is an even a wonderful event going on at down in uh, Eugene at St. Mary's Catholic Church. Big concert this weekend, and Cecilia Lee is the pianist who will be featured in that concert, and we'll be featuring her in an interview next after we check that soggy weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Protestants believe the Bible is the only source for determining Christian truth, a doctrine called sola scriptura, which is Latin for scripture alone. Is this true? The answer is no, and here's the reason. It's self-refuting. Since knowledge of which books constitute scripture is a Christian truth, sola scriptura demands that the Bible tell us what scripture is. But guess what? It doesn't. The Bible never tells us which books God has inspired. So if Sola Scriptura were true, well then we'd have to deny our knowledge of what Scripture is. But that's self-refuting, my friends. The only way to have such knowledge is if Christ established an infallible church to tell us so. But Protestants reject this idea, leaving us with an infallible effect, knowledge of what Scripture is, produced by a fallible cause, the church, which is absurd. Sola Scriptura is definitely not a doctrine that's compatible with reason. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, 
our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 842 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 46 and low of 44 today. Gusts of up to 22 miles an hour are possible during the day, so be careful and don't get uh, blown around on the interstate. Chance of precipitation falls from 90% to 60% tonight with broken cloud cover during the evening. I've been in a windy, gusty area before I had an umbrella. This is before I moved to Portland and I actually still carried one. Blew my umbrella inside out. <laughs> I was one of those people that it actually happened to. Don't so carry it does an happen. Umbrella, come Don't, on. That's when I stopped, I think. <laughs> Currently, it is 47 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church down in Salem. And 46 at St. Cecilia Parish in Beaverton. Coming up this Friday, January 26th, is a unique opportunity to enjoy an incredible music performance. St. Mary's Catholic Church in Eugene is hosting a piano solo recital to benefit their building project at St. Mary's School. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and joining me this morning to share more about this amazing event is the featured pianist for this recital, Dr. Cecilia Lee. Cecilia, I'm so excited to speak with you today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the interest for this event. Uh, well, Cecilia, you have this amazing career in music as a performer, a teacher. Uh, you've been involved in so many different organizations and won so many different awards. Uh, you've performed as a soloist and a chamber musician all over America and Asia. Can you tell us a little bit about your musical career? My name is Bogyang Lee. My Catholic baptismal name is Cecilia. As you know, Cecilia is a patron faith uh, music. Yes. So uh, I'm Korean and I graduated the University of Oregon. I received a doctoral degree here. After graduated, I have been performing and teaching in Korea and also in Vietnam. I have lived there six years. Wow. That's why one of my program on the concert is a Vietnamese piece, which is very, very exotic and very charming. I actually listened to that piece earlier. You sent me the link and I loved it. I was playing it uh, while I was doing my work. Can you tell us a little bit about that piece in particular? When I first began to live in Vietnam, I felt so everything so exotic and especially mm. their, their culture, all the styles of buildings and the way they speak and it, because it's a very curious mixture of the traditional Asian elements and okay. the French European elements. And at that time, I came to meet Professor Dan Hufuk. He's a very, very popular composer there. And he gave me one of his pieces and I was really charmed by the music. I studied the piece with him and he gave me great suggestion and advice. And I have performed those pieces several times. And that piece is called the Bunches of Flowers of Vietnam. Is that correct? Right, oh. right. It's a suite of five pieces describing the nature of Vietnam and folk elements of suburban area, including some of the original folk tunes. It's not simply the Vietnam music mm -hmm. written or transcribed in Western way. Mm -hmm. Rather, he mixed the original Eastern elements 
and traditional Western elements together very, very smartly. So it's, wow, it's, it's not just one or the other. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a kind of hybrid, but it sounds really genuinely Vietnam music, but it's in the line, traditional line of Western music too. So mm. he found the intersection of the two two cultures. Wow, that's beautiful. And I'm actually going to play a short clip of that so our listeners can get a quick preview. Again, I am speaking with Dr. Cecilia Lee, and you just heard her playing a piece called The Bunches of Flowers of Vietnam. And this is one of several pieces that she will be performing coming up this Friday, January 26th at a benefit concert at St. Mary's in Eugene. Now, Cecilia, can you tell us a little bit about this concert and what this event is going to be? I'd like to first uh, mention how I thought of this program. Sure. uh, As I told you before, I'm Korean. And in Korea, when we receive our special guests, we prepare a meal. So first, when I originally programmed this concert at the St. Jude, I already gave one in St. Jude, I named the title Banquet on the Keyboard. So it's not just meals, everyday meal, but it's a banquet, oh, wow. a former banquet on the keyboard. So that was my feeling that I wanted to invite all the Eugene neighbor people because I I love this city. That's why I came I came back here basically. Uh-huh. I, yeah, when when I studied here, I raised my two children here. So it's like for me, Eugene is my second hometown, so it's like oh. that. So yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So, and also the programs, it's not casual repertoire. It's a very very formal, quite heavy repertoire. The first piece of Beethoven of Artstein is one of the great great uh, his uh, represented work of the middle period. Chopin, four ballas, also very popular mm-hmm. <laughs> and so much loved. Uh, right. All, all those rappers are so, so, so great. So I hope many people can come and enjoy this great piano repertoire in the history. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love that you have that mix, right? You have Beethoven and um, Chopin and then also um, this this other piece from from someone that you know from Vietnam, which is I just think is a beautiful mix. Mm-hmm. So the I attach the subtitle like with a touch of a Vietnamese flavor because that was a short <laughs> and that is like with Vietnamese dessert. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> if people are interested in coming to this concert this Friday, what do they need to know about all the details? It's six p.m. in the parish hall of Saint Mary. So the door would be open like a 5.30 p.m. 
And it looks like donations will be accepted at the door. And all of these uh, donations are going towards their next building project. They have some renovations projects going on, I think, at St. Mary's School, though, because there's a building that currently they're not able to use. And so this is just such a wonderful way to support their community. And it's just wonderful also that you're you're providing this to help support them. If I would reveal some some secret <laughs> for the uh, exciting point that our change to Vietnamese traditional clothes, which is called Aozai, before the Vietnamese peace. So if you oh. come, you will be able to enjoy some Vietnamese culture. <laughs> so your your outfit changes? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So, so for the normal uh, Western dress for the Beethoven and Chopin, then we have the intermission okay. and change the clothes. The oh, how fun. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, that sounds uh, like an incredible evening. And uh, we really encourage our, our listeners, especially if you're in the Eugene area, um, to check out this wonderful performance by Dr. Cecilia Lee. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for your time today. And we hope that you have an incredible concert. Thank you so much, and I hope God bless you and all the staff of the radio station and all the listeners. 851 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and that is just sounds like an amazing show. I, uh, Dr. It, Lee, just uh, uh, incredible talent. It really is, and in fact, I was talking with Sarah. She did not know that the radio station existed she's new to the area and she said once she uh, sarah connected with her she learned that we had mater day radio she has been listening non-stop she loves the wow. radio station so thank you dr lee so much for listening to the radio program and thank you for sharing your talent that's amazing you can find out all about that concert which will be going on at saint mary's there in downtown eugene along with other events including some crab feeds this weekend we've got all the details there's one great resource for all the catholic events around the area and that's matre day radio's community calendar online at matredayradio.com and it, it will integrate with your mapping program on Love your it. car if you use that hail mary media app support for matre day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Archbishop Alexander Sample, in this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to share your intentions with our prayer team, please download the free Hail Mary media app, or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. 
Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. Well, one last look at weather for this morning here in the Rose City, and we've got a 45% chance of rain for this morning. High headed up to about 50 this afternoon. Could be windy. Wind gust up to 25 miles an hour. Right now, it is 46 with a little light rain here in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Scott Mulvihill. And joy. We got a lot of joy around here, too. We do. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I just want to bring a little joy, make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain, smile in the face of pain. Oh, life's no easy game, but I choose to bring a little joy. The system's hardly working, and for some it's getting worse. They'll tell you what you don't deserve, with lines that they've rehearsed. Brothers, we are patient, and in the rocky ground we work. My
the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Scott Mulba Hill and Joy. It's 8.59. Oh, we're having some joy here. We can't help but be joyful with uh, God on our side, right? Well, I hope he's on our side headed down to Cottage Grove today. Eric and I are going into the forest with Chainsaw to hopefully get our transmitter going down there. And uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. I'm a little nervous about Squatch. I've got a prayer for you that uh, that you can pray for a, will. A guidance and safety on the freeways How many today, rosaries so. can we get between Portland and Cottage Grove, do you think? I don't know. A few. We'll let's, let's try, yeah. yeah. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend it is thursday you can live with passion with father cedric this evening have a very blessed day